You're listening to Ink and Sage, a tiny podcast for writers. Learning to be a better writer by reading and reacting to story openings. My name is Sage. Let's get into the ink. Hi folks, welcome to episode 13. I've been away for a while, but I'm back and things are happening again. There have been a few changes to this podcast. The first is that I've rebranded myself and now work as Moon Bunny Creative. So this podcast is now a Moon Bunny Creative production. I've also updated the branding of the podcast with a new logo and a new schedule. Going forward, Ink and Sage will upload every second Wednesday. I want to thank everyone who has checked in with me over the last couple of months, everyone who's asked when the podcast was going to come back, and everyone who's listened to it. You're all wonderful, and I appreciate you so much. I also want to apologize to Christine Calhoun and Shel Vess, the two authors featured in this episode. I had most of this episode scripted in July, but I was trying to get things together for a special that never materialized, and I got sidetracked. Thank you for your patience. If you have a story opening, a first line, first paragraph, or first page, that you'd like me to read and react to, please email it to inkandsage.podcast at gmail.com. And now, on with the show. As ever, I'm not an expert. My intention is to be positive and helpful, and my opinions do not reflect the author's worth as people or as writers. Please ensure adequate sodium intake with this podcast. Untitled by Christine Calhoun. Winslow plays hide-and-seek with the widower crow from the south woods. Morning shadow on her face and a coffee thermos in her palm, she blows steamy dragon's breath and looks for clues among the hoarfrost. The hollow of the tree where she'd hidden the button is empty, so he'd found it just fine. But the ground is empty too. No clues left in trails of twine or feathers. She looks back to the dip in the tree, frosted leaves and the barest skim of ice on a miniature lake. She studies each crag in the bark, each vein of each leaf, and finding nothing breaks the thin ice and finds a capless acorn, a lump of black debris, and a scrap of fabric, faded and thin, but familiar. This is beautifully written, simple but elegant, with an attractive lyricality. There's a lot of really good imagery here. It's easy to picture and easy to get pulled in. I'm intrigued by the game that Winslow is playing. Crows are very intelligent and I can easily believe that one would participate in something like this, but I am wondering what the end game is, which makes this a very good opening. I want to keep reading because I want to know why. Off topic, I absolutely adore the name Winslow. My only real concern about this is that I'm not sure what demographic it's for, or what genre it's in. Playing hide-and-seek with a crow seems like it would be a middle-grade thing, or potentially the younger end of YA, and a lot of the imagery feels like fantasy. But then there's the coffee thermos, which, in my mind at least, ages things up a bit, and the scrap of fabric might be edging things into mystery territory. I could also be reading things wrong, and it could be something else entirely. Of course, as I've said before, the genre and demographic would be indicated by the cover and blurb of the book, so this isn't really a problem, just something to note. Overall, I really like this and hope that there'll be more of it soon. Thanks for sending it in, Christine. 
Snow Raven and the Seven Oracles by Shell Vess. Raven, rose, and forest, laid in the tall summer grass like spokes on a wheel, heads touching and naked toes pointed to the sun. Black hair, red hair, and a straw-blonde bird's nest. Raven's skin was pale, rose had cheeks speckled with freckles, and forest was bronzed by his many hours spent hunting and woodcutting. Three better friends the kingdom had never known. I think the writing in this paragraph is good, but there's always room for improvement, and that's why we're here. There's a good sense of rhythm and flow here with the repeated use of threes. I'm not sure why it is, but there seems to be something inherently pleasing about threes. There's the rule of thirds in art and photography, and the rule of three in writing and in comedy. It feels balanced. I like the rhyming of speckled with freckles. I think it adds to the magical, whimsical fairy tale feeling, and this does have a very fairy tale feeling. However, in the first line, laid should be lay. Laid is the past tense of the infinitive to lay, which means to put or place something down, and it requires an object. For example, Sally, the subject, laid out her clothes, the object. When we're talking about a subject resting or reclining, the infinitive is to lie. Its past tense is lay, and it does not require an object. It's a common mistake, and if it were in dialogue, I would probably let it pass because it's realistic that people don't necessarily follow grammar rules in speech. Likewise, if the story is written in the vernacular. I'm also not sure what the story is. There should be something for the reader to latch onto, something that piques interest in the characters, or that creates a question for the reader to invest in. This is a fairly short paragraph, and I haven't seen the rest of the page, so it's quite possible that the big question, or the thing that's going to make these characters matter, is in the next couple of sentences. If it's not on the first page, I would be worried. Time is at a premium for most people, so you want to grab your reader as early as you possibly can. It is beautifully written, aside from the laid lay confusion, and I think there's a lot of potential here. Well done, Shell, and thanks for sending that in. That's all for today. If you'd like to submit your story opening, please email inkandsage.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name or pen name and the title of your work. If you'd prefer to remain anonymous, just say so in the email. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also follow at Ink and Sage Pod on Twitter. Transcripts and show notes are available on www.moonbunnycreative.com. The theme music is Hackers by Carl Casey of Whitebat Audio and is linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, happy writing.